and I show up and do my normal shit. 2009? Eight, I think. 2008. Okay. Yeah. So really? I believe so. It would have been like March-ish of 2008. I don't think I started there until like August of 2008. So... Well, maybe it was maybe it was 2007. I don't know. I've had a beer since then. Right. I mean, it's all. I, I just yeah, somewhere whatever. in that realm. Nobody cares somewhere about between the dates except us. So 2002 it's fine. and 2023. <laughs> somewhere in there, we started working together. We started working together. Right. <laughs> hey guys, thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please do share, like, and subscribe. You can find us at sparkleuppod.com. And if you're really enjoying the show, you can go to our Patreon to show your support. There's a link on our site, and we have many levels to choose from. Thanks again. Now here's the show. Welcome, fellow sparklers, to our Sparkle Shorts, a story from the many thousands we've had. Today, we're talking about the origin story of Cosmic Smash and Rainbow Pop. So uh, I have this one set for our origin story, you know. Our beginning. Yes, the The Rainbow Pop and... Cosmic Smash origin story. Isn't everybody interested in origin stories anymore? Everybody's got to know about <laughs> the the background. Look at Star Wars. Right. I mean, how many character originations can they do? I don't know that they haven't. I mean, it's endless. They, All of them. They don't have a finite <laughs> yeah. amount. <laughs> we'll make up new ones. I don't fuck. Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah. Member Chewbacca. I love Member Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, the way we started um, was a bit of a rough patch at first for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was fine. Um, yeah, uh, no, he didn't care know. at all. It was fine. He could have lived or died or cared or not cared. Didn't matter. Um, but anyway, I kind of get where I was at going here. So hmm. I had, I think in a previous episode, you guys probably have heard about how a bar I was working at just closed on New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, so that place had closed down uh, probably almost three months prior to this timeline. Wow. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. And I had done well at saving up money and stuff. Um, yeah. And for those three months, I was searching for jobs. I was out asking every bar restaurant that I had any interest in being at. Um you know, I think earlier I said something like 12, but it was probably more than that, that I had gone to applied in person, talked about what I had been doing, my experience, yada, yada, yada. Mm. At that point, no one was fucking hiring. Nobody was needed another bartender. I think I was about to like, I thought about taking a, like a dishwasher job just to start making some money again. And Ugh. I mean, I knew it would doesn't it feel like regression too right it's just like okay i mean i can do it but i'd rather be bartending right well for money's sake alone yeah you know i just gotta do something i actually there were plenty of times i loved being in a dish pit because you could just do listen to your your own thing yeah you could listen to your metal and just Mm -hmm. be a stinky smelly whatever it doesn't matter because you're gonna get covered in fucking everything anyway yeah so uh, there were times that i actually enjoyed that um, putting like the one of the cutting a hole in one of the clear plastic like trash bags and putting it over <laughs> yeah. before you put the apron on. Yep. I definitely did that. Oh hell yeah, yeah. I loved having the rubber apron though. I got oh, one of those. Yeah, those were good. Felt like Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking murder these dishes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I I was without work and 
I had been looking for a while. I was to a point where, I mean, at this, I guess I was probably 23, maybe somewhere in there. Uh, but I was getting desperate and I was like, I've kind of told myself, I'm like, I'm in one more week, I'm going to hit up the parents and see if they'll let me come back in until I can get on my feet again. Cause I was just running out of money. And one of my boys, uh, shout out Falwell, talked me into going out one night, even <laughs> though I had no money. He's like, I got you. We'll have some beers. We'll have some shots. Let's just chill. Like, right. especially if you're going to leave town soon, let's go hang out. Yeah, exactly. So we go out and I run into the bar manager at the place you were working at. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of was like, hey, man, where you been? What's been going on since, you know, Bailey's closed down? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, I've been on the couch uh, and searching for jobs. Dollar menu, not yeah, moving. Doing the very, the least amount of money spending possible. Well, and you were actually technically at that point, your net worth was about at least 150 bucks short because no New Year's Eve money. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you probably right. could have made it an extra week. Right. However, things, things, air quote, happened for a reason. They did, they did. So this bar manager talks me into coming and, uh, you know, just showing up and doing a shift and start training and everything. And um, at that point, I go in to do this shift that the bar manager talks to me. He says, show up and do some work. And, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully I'll be able to get you on at least one night a week. And I was like, I'll, I'll take test it. it out. I'll, at this point, any work is work. Yep. And I show up and do my normal shift. 2009? Eight, I think. 2008. Okay. Yeah. So really? I believe so. It would have been like March-ish of 2008. I don't think I started there until like August of 2008. So maybe well, it was maybe it was 2007. I don't know. I've had a beer since then. Right. I mean, it's all. I, I just yeah, somewhere whatever. in that realm. Nobody cares somewhere about between the dates except us. So 2002 fine. and 2023. <laughs> somewhere in there, we started working together. We started working together. All right. <laughs> On it. So that works for me. I'm, I think I'm okay I did with that timeline one or two shifts before I had one where you were set to be my trainer and you just gave me a little piece of info recently, which was what of that? How much did you know about you had to train me? I had zero information that anybody was going to be coming in to the shift to be working with me to be trained at all. I thought I was working by myself as usual. Right. So communication's key in the restaurant industry, people. It is. It helps a lot. Uh, so anyway, I think I, do I roll in? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I ended up working with you right. that night. And I mean, for me, he was very short with me. Yeah. I'm not pretty very much, tall. Pretty much running, running me over behind the bar. Yeah. Get out uh, of my way. I don't, at this point, I just don't know where any of the fucking bottles are. I don't know, the, I don't is. know I don't the recipes. I don't know the recipes. I don't know the menu. Not like, I know nothing. Yeah. Right. I've been trying to study, but it, it had been like three days. Um, yeah. So didn't know shit. And yeah, he's just bulldozing through me the whole time. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is with this guy? Why is he just on my ass? So right part of away? that, well, obviously it started out with like the fact that I had no information that that's, you know, going into the shift. Uh, right. So that would have been nice to have known as every other place I've ever worked that even the same ownership group at a different restaurant Hey, you're going to be training a new person coming up here day X, uh, you know, and then you know what to cover, right? Like you basically 
are talking the entire shift while you're working and having basically like, uh, you know, a back waiter or, you know, a bar back going through the whole shift. This short is brought to you by Amaro Montenegro, our soon to be sponsor and favorite cordial to sip for any occasion. Hashtag friendship calling. So in addition to that, a lot of that stem, that shortness and stuff kind of stems from, you know, not being a, having been a corporate trainer in that setting, a totally different setting, totally easy to um, kind of, you know, get, give the lay of the land to the, the trainee. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the times that I got trained as a trainee, it, it was very similar. It was like sink or swim. And this is how, like, pay attention to everything that's happening but don't necessarily do anything. <laughs> right, right. And I mean, at that point, I was for sure just bar backing, really. I was cleaning dishes. I knew, you know, you always do that. You always pick up that yeah, shit. I know always... how to bust a fucking spot. I know how to yeah. wipe down shit. Like, I'm just going to get after it and start being busy and try to stay out of this guy's way. Well, and I kind of, and I still considered it as like a an upscale place to work where it's not like you're, uh, you know, just cattle herding right right and i mean yes we were in a college town but it wasn't that wasn't the clientele on a standard weeknight and that's no. where we were at it was i think it was like a thursday night or something yeah and so it was the, the people coming in were expecting a, a higher level and i definitely didn't have the tools yet to give that to them you know i could be friendly i could be uh right as, i think it's just a lot of the um anticipating need and kind of like we touched on before about like, uh, you know, interacting, you're reading the tables and interacting with the, each guest and table differently based on what you're picking up from them, how they sit down, who speaks up first is likely the person that's going to be paying the check. Little things like that that kind of go into you're basically there without them ever asking you to be when they have a need. Right, because you're paying attention because you're watching it. Yeah, I mean, and, as I'm washing a dish or washing a bunch of dishes or glassware or whatever, you know, you're scan constantly scanning not just the bar top, but, you know, when we had to take all the bar tables, like, okay, where is everybody at at each table in the, the course of their dining experience, right? So it's like... Absolutely. Or when you're going to run food, you're checking all the other tables you're passing as you're doing it. Oh um, my God. Just to total non sequitur, but the fucking servers that would just go like pinball, like wait on their, wait on your whole section. Yes. Like, oh my don't God, wait yeah. on one fucking table. <laughs> go back and then come back. And then come and right back, back. And like you literally just walked by three tables, three separate times. Yes. Like if you have arms that aren't full, like clear out what you can. No wasted trips. That Dude, was what we always would say to each unreal. other. No fucking wasted trips. Yeah. I mean, unless, you know, it's like 1245 at night and then I'm just, I'm just so wasted. I don't know. <laughs> All wasted trips. Now, um, so yeah, there we are. And you know, this is like night one or whatever. And it, it goes on like that for a few weeks. And at this point I'm, I'm doing like one night a week. Yep. I think I picked up, I, I told them, Mike, I'll pick up I'll any pick up shift, yeah. any shift. And so I was just trying to get in as often as possible. And we had a few more shifts together and the whole time it's the same thing. You know, he's, he's doing the right thing. He's just 
but he's absolutely being a dick to me, <laughs> at least from my perspective. It could right. have just been that he wasn't being friendly or like super open to me. Also, a lot of times when, and this has happened to me many times, when a new guy comes in, you immediately start being like, is my job on the line? And oh, I don't know if that bit, was a right? part of it for you at all, but... I, I didn't really feel like that, no. Okay, good. I mean, but I know that, that that's been a thing that sometimes sure. you're like, hmm, fuck this guy. Right, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, well, I'm going to show you, which is exactly like what I wanted to do. May have not been the best way to train a person, but like you, the result... It worked out pretty well. Is, is that you, you either... It's not necessarily like sink or swim. You either decide that you give a shit enough in the place that you're at to do everything that you possibly can to be successful or you wash out. Yeah, absolutely. It's fucking top gun for bartending. So, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, we, it, it was pretty much what it kind of was. And to be honest, so that one of the other guys that worked with us, Jason Teal, RIP, RIP Jason Teal. I uh, love, love you, brother. Irish car bombs, Irish car bombs every year, twice yep. a year for you. Yep. Um, but he was also like in a way like that, you know, like it wasn't that you were the only one being a dick to me, you know? Oh yeah. Because he got it for me the same way. And this, that dude was like six, four, two fifty, with the deepest voice in the deepest, world, deeper than Pat's voice, deep voice and very affable. But yeah, I mean, the I sweetest got, man on the planet. Like he was so nice yeah. <laughs> when it came down to it. But at the, you know, at that time, but again, he could be gruff to, other bartenders for sure right and some of that is yeah like th there's a lot you need to learn we're busy do what you can i'll teach you later like i don't have time to sit and like walk you through that cocktail dude it happened to me again after you left where with a guy that had been there forever that had to come behind the bar yeah on valentine's and finally i was like dude get the fuck out of the way man just like mm -hmm. you don't got it and it's partially my fault because I created the Valentine's specialty cocktail menu with like six specialty cocktails that I designed. And was that with some of the molecular shit you were doing? No. Um, it. I did do some like dry ice cocktails and I did some like just like Valentine's. Like I had like some pink diamond ice cubes that I made for like uh, like a champagne cocktail. But he was out of his element. It was just, yeah. Yeah. And, and as was I, when I first started, you know, like I, I had been at like neighborhood bar style or full blast college bar, just pouring literal yeah. like pitchers of beer and, and it's like the shots and that's it. Right. So it's like that, that type of college bar, like go hard as you can style, but, don't let anybody kind of see it almost. And then also it's not necessarily beers and shots, but like 25 different martinis and specialty cocktails. And yeah, all of which you know. had far too many ingredients. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, the people at that time, that's what was hot and people ate that shit up. You know, we had certain drinks on that menu that sold like fucking mm -hmm. candy. Like it was just, and they were candy because they were candy. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah, I knew nothing. I'm, I'm getting there and, Starting to get the feel for it. And yeah, I mean, three to four weeks, I'd say. Yeah. I want to say that it might have been a little bit longer. Either way, whatever. It could um, have been. And for me, it was, maybe it was because it would have had to be multiple weeks. I'm only working one, maybe two nights. Mm -hmm. 
And so, you know, maybe two months total. Yeah. But eventually we have like a pretty balls to the wall night. And it probably was like a very first kind of noticeable where I didn't ask a lot of questions. Drinks were getting made. Things were going out, not getting sent back. Tables were taken care of without fucking rainbow pop over here having to ask me to do a damn thing. Did you did you actually wait on the tape? Do you even know what they ordered? <laughs> exactly. Was that already Did done? you actually go over there and write shit down? Don't fucking write anything down, man. Check you the just goddamn gotta remember computer. it. Check the goddamn computer. It's all in there. Uh, but so anyway, we get towards the end of the, that night. And at this point, we were, we were not uh, ripping shots together or no. anything like that. Like anything at all. And I had been used to that from the other style of bar that I was at for the years before it. Yeah. Where it was absolutely, you know, all regulars, industry people, yeah, everybody comes in or, or college night where it's just everybody getting shit faced. And so you're drinking shots with everybody the whole time. And I hadn't had a fucking sip while working. No. And we had gotten pretty, pretty buried for a while, got through it and everything like that. And I'm sitting there, I think, washing dishes or shining glasses or something. I think you were polishing wine glasses at the, the service well. Service well style. Yeah. And what I don't remember is what was in the shot. <laughs> Goldschlager. Is that what it was? It was Goldschlager. Uh, sparkles. Sparkle. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, at that point, you just like looked over at me and you're like, hey, man, you want to do a shot? And it was like <laughs> just instantaneous like relief through me of right. like fucking finally. Oh my god, yes. yes. <laughs> I super do. And I was and I was stoked and I was like I felt like, you know, that moment of acceptance in in the group, you know. I I had been able to hang out with some of the other servers and mm-hmm. and talk to people and I, it just it was a moment of like ah. Right. I'm in. And it was hilarious because then we ripped one shot, which probably turned into three or four before the end of the night. Yeah. We busted ass, cleaned everything up. And I think as a group, several of us went out to one of the other bars and and started drinking and having our our party style. Yeah. And but yeah, for me, that was just kind of the moment where it it changed. Yeah. It was a schism in the universe where it's like, oh, what 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 just happened? What? What's Mm -hmm. just about to happen now. And that's where things just started getting more and more rad. It was just the creation of the Sparkleverse. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It tore a rift in the universe and the Sparkleverse was born. Yeah, space-time continuum. Ripped. (laughs) Tore a rift in the Sparkleverse just appeared. Yep, exactly. And the timeline shifted and nothing that was from before could ever be again and nothing that is happening was ever from before. Exactly. And that's, uh, as we get deeper into these sparkle stories, uh, or sparkle shorts, we'll cut that out. Um, you'll get more in depth info of the hilarity, idiocy, costumery that will ensue and has ensued and technically still does continue to this very day, to this very day. And hence why there is a, opportunity for all of us to you know sparkle up sparkle up
Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please do like, share, and subscribe. You can find us at sparkleuppod.com with links to everything sparkly. If you want to become a member sparkler, go to our Patreon and find a level that fits you. Every bit counts. Thank you again. As always, sparkle up. Sparkle up.